Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tenth caller right now wins a gift certificate to Sorgles in the Wexford. 412-922-1020. Doug Oster is here. He'd love to hear from you. Got a great guest coming up. Mrs. Noah and I will be here within a half hour, too. But, you know, I actually was coming in the same time you were from the restroom today, and you kind of opened the door for me, and I actually was behind you in a little downwind, and it was nice to get that fresh aroma of garlic this morning. I actually feel a whole lot better. <laughs> My sinus was causing me some issues earlier today, but I'm telling you, you have uh, definitely got a claim to fame when it comes to garlic. Well, Good morning. Uh, my wife and daughter just got back from Sicily, and so she wanted to cook, and so it. we had uh, two different types of pasta with garlic, and then pizza with garlic, that's and okay. so that's, that's what does it. And an extra hour of sleep, Rob. I know, last uh, one. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, they say Sunshine Act, it's over. It's done, pass oh, over. All right. We'll all see. Right. But what does this really mean for people who like to play in the garden, though, this time of year? Uh, a little more a, daylight to maybe do some lashing. No, I think it's less daylight. I think because you're, you're working all day, and now you don't have time. At the, at the end of the day, it's going to be dark again, you know, for until the days get longer and starting in. No, what, no, I'm talking now. I'm talking about when we go back to, you know, the sunshine law in the spring, and it never changes again, and it'll be light this time of year yeah, it'll late be nice. into the night. That'll right. be nice. Chasing these clocks is crazy, isn't it? It is, but it's a good thing. All right. Now, we, again, would love to hear from you at 866-391-1020. So I mentioned to you, your wife was in Sicily, and there is a program on HBO called White Lotus starring Aubrey Plaza, and I actually caught the first episode, Comcast On Demand, and I'll tell you what really made me want to watch, other than I really think she's pretty cool, is um, Sicily. The thing was filmed in Sicily. What uh, a beautiful yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see all the pictures. It was pretty cool. Pretty uh, pretty amazing trip for them. So They had a good time. be a good place to see, yeah. All right, let's get to work. Uh, later today, we will talk with Diane Blazek. She's executive director from All America Selections. She'll explain how a plant receives the coveted AAS designation. And, you know, I love AAS plants. Uh, anything that has that All-America selection, uh, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'll talk about some of my favorite winners, and then she'll give us some scoop on what's new. And this weather is nuts. It has to be a record in my garden with no killing frost. Uh, it, it's just, you know, this morning it was like 66 degrees. It's, you know, first week in November. This is crazy. Uh, I actually did some planting yesterday, which felt good. Uh, got some radishes that were actually, uh, I bought them in a six-pack as plants. I never grew radishes that way. And then onions. I grew uh, 
or planted a couple of bunching onions. White Lisbon is a really famous one, and then a new one I, I don't know anything about called Green Banner. So we'll see how they do. You know, I, I love to have this stuff in the garden, uh, bef- you know, for the winter. You know, onions will go all winter, and then, you know, we'll harvest them a little bit, depending on what happens here, and then they'll be ready to go in the spring. And then figs. Ugh. I'm telling you, the only reason I'm growing figs is because of my wife, because of her connection with Italy. Uh, but You you, know. you bury the trees back into the ground. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I got, like, uh, this long season here. I got, like, 20 figs still on there. You know, we were out in the garden yesterday, and she's like, man, look at all those figs. I said, well, I don't think they're – I don't know if they're going to make it, you know. I mean, it's been <laughs> – even with a long season like this, uh, it's nuts. If you're a fig grower and you have some advice for me, I'm all ears. I'm telling you, uh, I, I don't. I don't know if it's worth it. This tree is huge, you know. And then uh, I've got some advice from Steve Biggs. He's the uh, fig whisperer in Toronto. He's growing them in Toronto. Fig whisperer. <laughs> Man. Well, you know what they call him? They call him the fig pig, and I use fig whisperer. And he likes that better. So. Uh, you know, I've got all sorts of advice, and I'm not getting a lot of figs. I have a friend that just lives two miles from me. She got, you know, hundreds of figs. She's a little bit closer to the city and gets it's a little bit more full sun. Now, we have a really cool contest today, uh, the second annual Twin Sisters Daffodil Contest. There's this bulb, uh, daffodil bulb, that my friend Joe Ham uh, sent me. I don't have as many as I had last year, but it's called Twin Sisters. It uh, came out in the 1500s, and it's one of the last to bloom. It has two flowers on the stem, and they're very fragrant. Uh, and last year, I ran a contest where I said, just write a uh, a little essay. Send it to me on the uh, via dougoster.com, just a contact button, and tell me why you want the Twin Sisters bulbs. And I got... So many beautiful stories last time that I had to have. I think I had 10 winners. I don't know how many bulbs I'll have, but uh, if you're interested, if you have a connection with a twin sister or uh, something with twins and you'd like to win these bulbs because they are really cool, you would plant them right now, uh, just send me a message through uh, dogoster.com. Tell me why you would love to be growing twin sisters. Uh, It's just a a very cool variety, and uh, I just love it. I've got a rose uh, called Funny Face. I've had for a couple years now. Bailey Nursery sent it to me, and it's still blooming. I mean, this thing has started blooming in April, uh, end of April, and has bloomed all summer long. It's got a slight fragrance, not the super cool fragrance of, you know, like a, a David Austin rose or something, but really re- reliable, beautiful pink rose uh with a, a kind of a, a reddish uh, inside. And uh, I just, uh, you know, when you when you find something like this, you know, people are sending me plants all the time, you know, and I do my best to put them in the, in the best spot I can. But this funny face is not in the best spot. It's not getting the sun that it needs. And uh, because of that, I didn't think it would bloom as well as it does. I can't imagine what it would do if it was planted in the right location. Uh, and that's the thing about when people do send me plants to test, uh, if they do thrive, you know, in, in these spots where they're not supposed to, uh, then you know it's going to be this uh, superior variety. So that funny face rose, if you stumble across that, I think you'd like it a lot. Easy to grow. It doesn't need any pruning. It just it just grows like a weed. 
Now, I've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. My first trip to Tuscany uh, next October is sold out, but I've got uh, another one right after that. Uh, we're going to go back-to-back with them. Uh, it's my off-the-beaten-path Italy trip. Uh, that's the way I, I, I've waited a long time to do that. We will see Pisa and Florence, but uh, we're going to see all these other cool hill towns and learn to cook Italian, which is going to be fun, and it's just going to be a blast. I did a webinar all about the trip at DougOster.com. You can see every stop that we're taking. It is the least expensive price point I've ever offered for Europe. And if you haven't seen Italy before and you wanted to also see Rome, there's a, a extra three-day optional tour that you can throw on there to see Rome. Uh, later on, Mrs. Know-It-All will have some, pers- has some personal experience with All-America selections as she is one of the judges. We'll pick her brain about the process, and I want to learn a little bit about what she feels about the season coming to an end. And when we come back... Our friend Diane Blazek, Executive Director of All-America Selections. That's still to come with Doug Oster, DougOster.com, The Organic Gardener, Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA Radio. Back on The Organic Gardener, and time to welcome our guest right now with Doug. That's right. Diane Blazek is Executive Director of All-America Selections, which is something I talk a lot about. It. Good morning, Diane. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Doug? I'm doing great. Uh, tell us all about what All-America Selection is. What does that mean when we see that on a plant? So um, my best analogy is to compare it to something like an underwriter laboratory or good housekeeping seal of approval. It means that the plants that have become AS winners have been tested and trialed and have proven themselves to be superior garden performers. And for a long time, right? I mean, I always talk about one from 1951, but when did this start? It started in 1932, so we're celebrating our 90th anniversary this year. Oh, that is so cool. And, all right, I want to start talking about some of my favorites, and you've seen me post about them. But first is my Super Chili Pepper from a 1988 winner. Um, I need you to figure out what I should be growing that's, that's better than Super Chili because you get a, you get you fall in love with a plant but I know from looking at, at the selections from the new ones that are coming out, I, I know that there's got to be something better that even puts on more peppers than Super Chili, if that's possible. Well, okay, that's that's a good point you bring up because part of the AS trialing process is to trial it, you know, grow this new variety next to things that are already in the market. And so what we do is we look at all the traits that come in and say, oh, okay, is it more floriferous or is it larger peppers? You know, whatever the trait is that the breeder says they want judged. And we put that next to the comparison. And it's only if this new entry performs better than that comparison does it become an AF winner. So if people want to look and see um, like what some of the newer winners were trialed against, it's all on our website. We put it there. It The uh, terminology basically says um, like compared next to or close market comparison, something like that. And that is on every single one of our winners, at least the ones from the past oh, five to 10 years, because we just started adding that to our website. 
And it's something where the judges don't know what, what this new thing is, right? They know that it's a pepper. They know that it's against this other variety of pepper, but they don't know anything else about it, right? They just Exactly. Yeah, Everything cool. is anonymous in our trials. I mean, the comparisons are not, but the entries are. So they don't know um, what the variety name will be. They mm. don't know if it will be part of a series. They don't know who the breeder is. So, yeah, it is anonymous. So when was the, when were the last uh, new... AAS winners announced, and what are a couple of the cool ones? So the last ones were um, July, 1st of July, and we had some new um, perennial winners. But we do announce three times a year, so we are about 12 days before our next announcement. So I'm going to have to come back on in a couple weeks and tell you what the um, newest ones were. Okay. Um, but I know, right? Just teasing and tantalizing. <laughs> but really, our structure is based on, you know, the gardening season. So in July, November, and January are the introductions for the next year. So that's how we do it. And when you go onto our website, you can see where to buy them and everything. But as far as some of the ones we just announced, um, we have three perennial winners, which I'm thrilled about. Um, because in 90 years of existence, we only added perennials to our trialing process five years ago. And um, so now we're starting to introduce more and more perennial winners. So what uh, what were the three winners? That's what I want to hear. Okay. Uh, we have one echinacea, and it's yellow. It's called artisan yellow ombre. So if you think of ombre, you're going to think of these different shades of yellow. So as as it first starts to come into bloom, it, it's got this really intense yellow, and then it just kind of evolves into buttery shades of yellow. So mm. that is one of them. Um, another one is salvia blue bayou, not bayou as in Louisiana bayou, but but bayou. Um, so this one, obviously, the trait that we were judging was not only the perennial longevity, you know, winter hardiness, but also the number of flowers, how long they bloomed, and the color of the flowers. So salvia blue bayou was the other one. Well, that's salvia. I'm a salvia nut because uh, it's one of the only things that the deer won't eat out in my garden. So I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. Now, I can't let you go without talking a little bit about tomatoes because, oh, all those different varieties, AAS winners over the years. Uh, talk about some of your favorites that uh, over the years you, you've uh, overseen. Well, you know, I really am not supposed to talk about favorites, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like picking your favorite child, kind of. I will tell you, in fact, somebody just posted on Facebook one day this week, like, okay, now that the tomato season is over, what is one of your favorites? I, you know, I'm in a suburban lot, and so I try to go with a semi-determinate or t determinate one, and one of them that I just love is Solano because it is a grape tomato, and it is very, very sweet. So if I were picking one grape tomato, I would pick Solano. Um, if I were picking a beefsteak, I would probably pick any one of the Chef's Choice series. These are heirloom-looking and tasting tomatoes, but the productivity and the disease resistance is just off the charts. 
and they come in six different colors. Let's see if I can name all of them. I got my hand out here. Uh, red, yellow, orange, black, green, and then there's also a bicolor that looks kind of like um, a sunset. So it's an orange and yellow. Oh, that's really cool. Real quick, my one of my favorites. I'm allowed to talk about my favorites. The Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Is, is from 1951. It is the Mexican sunflower, and I, it, listeners have been hearing me talk about it forever, Mexican sunflower, Tithonia torch. And, boy, I just love that one. And someone had just sent me a picture uh, on Facebook, and that thing turned out to be like a tree. Uh, just so easy <laughs> yeah, to grow. Great, big. great pollinator uh, plant, just wonderful. Dan, what is the best way for people to connect with AAS and to, to see all that information? I would say go to our website, and you can see all the information there or connect with us on any of the social media channels, which we have links to. And the easiest way to remember it is aafwinners.com. All right, Diane, thanks very much for getting up early in the morning, although you got an extra hour <laughs> like we yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was a good weekend to do it. <laughs> thanks so much. Appreciate it. You know, when those new uh, new uh, winners come out, we'll, I'll talk about it in a couple of weeks here. All right. This is where you have a chance to call in and talk gardening with Doug. All of our lines are open. And that next segment is all dedicated to you. So 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020, couple of minutes. We'll get that news bottom of the hour with Rob Taylor. And then we're right back at it on the Organic Gardener KDKA Radio. Good morning. Let's make it. The 10th caller to win that $25 gift certificate uh, from Janowski's 412-922-1020. 10th caller wins it. And Doug and I'd like to talk to you about gardening. So get on the line and give us a call. 866-391-1020. Here's Mary Lou in Munhall up first for Doug on KDKA. Good morning, Mary Lou. Good morning. I have one apple tree in my yard and it gets apples. Why does it get apples when there's no other apple trees around? Well, there's probably something close enough, some type of apple close enough. There has to be one uh, as as if it's loaded with apples. You know, they can put on fruit by themselves, but they always want a pollinator to have more and more apples. And so either it's happy just where it's at and will put on apples without a close pollinator or there's something, you know, two streets over. Yeah, that's true. You know, because the bee, the bee, bees can fly a long way. They can, you know, they got I think a three mile radius. So there's probably one, probably another apple tree similar around. And uh, do you use the apples? No, they're they're like I use them for uh, apple pie because I don't spray it, and uh, they're kind of bad looking. Great. Uh, well, I'm glad it's going so good for you. Thanks so much for your call. All right, 866-391-1020 if you have a question or some thoughts about gardening. So so what are you up to right now as far as thinking ahead, planning well, ahead? Well, you mentioned it at the top of the show. What's that? What I smell garlic. like. Garlic. <laughs> it's all about garlic, isn't it? This is garlic planting time. This is, you know, it used to be, and I've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, that we'd always plant the second week of October. Right. Now it's become more like the second week of November. Just because why is that weather? The weather has just changed. You know, the thing about garlic is you're you're planting it like a bulb. You're taking that bulb, you're splitting it up into cloves, you're putting it in good soil, three inches down, six inches apart. But if you if we did that in October, and I planted some in October, it's up, it's sprouted, and so what normally happens is then we get a, a cold patch 
in November. That freezes the top, and that's the end. But what's been happening is it gets cold and warm again. It sprouts again. So if it sprouts twice, and this is just information that I'm repeating from a friend of mine that, that was a, a garlic grower for a long time, Enon Valley Garlic. And the second time it sprouts, okay, that's all right. But if this happens a third time, it takes so much energy to come up with that third sprout that the bulbs, they aren't going to be as big. And so we want the biggest bulb we can. And so we're planting a little later. And all the nurseries have garlic. Uh, you know, uh, I always say that the best way to get it is as a, uh, from a local farmer like a Janoski's. I'm not sure if they still have garlic, but I would bet they do. Call first before you go. Be sure they have it. But you can find garlic out there. you got to start with the right type type of garlic. It's planted now. What else are you doing in the garden except cleaning up? You know, find a little spot. The, the problem is that when it's planted now, it holds that space through July. So nothing else can go there until July, but that's also a positive. You know, it has barely any pests, barely any diseases. It's super easy. I've been doing some experimenting where... I'll plant the garlic, but I'll also use the space on top for a cool weather crop that will be out of there when the garlic sprouts. And so I can put some spinach in there, or I can put some lettuce in there, and a kale. It'll grow on top of the bed while while the the roots are being formed in the garlic below. And it's it's just an experiment. Uh, but again, you know, we talk about this all the time. When you plant your own garlic, you get six different harvests. You get the greens early. You get this seed head called a scape, S-C-A-P-E. You leave the scape out there. It forms seeds even when it's not attached to the plant. Uh, you pick some early. Uh, you pick your main crop in July. And then I always plant a bunch of little bulbs on the side of my bed. And that becomes a perennial place to have garlic coming up, it's just absolutely wonderful. They'll come up in the spring, and then the summer they go dormant, and now I've got these little garlic greens everywhere. Uh, and it's so funny. I was at uh, I was at a school garden. I did a video that will be out soon, be out uh, next couple days. Uh, just check for it at Doug Oster, and it was so much fun. I went to Butler Catholic, and I'm doing this. I'm, I'm touring around to these different places planting bulbs, as part of my partnership with this flowerbulbs.com. They're a cool company that uh, doesn't sell bulbs. They're just like me. They want people to plant bulbs. And so I had the best time. Uh, they had this beautiful garden at Butler Catholic, uh, a pollinator garden, raised bed vegetable garden, a geodesic dome being uh, built as a greenhouse, which is really cool. But when I was there, <laughs> talk about smelling like garlic. Rob, uh, I I was there early and I was you know out with with some of the master gardeners from Butler County that were a part of this project and I find some chives and I start nibbling on some chives and I said oh there's some garlic greens and so, I, and so when I was holding the tulip bulb up in front of all the kids I said does anybody know what this is and the kid standing right next to me goes well it smells like garlic and I said uh, that's me <laughs> actually because I was eating garlic from your garden before we got going but. Oh, we had a ball planting bulbs together, growing, planting this um, a tulip named Pittsburgh, only without the H. Why do you think that is, Rob? Pittsburgh uh, without an H. What would it be? Well, that's because that's how Pittsburgh originally was spelled. I know, but that's all I know. This one's from uh, named for Pittsburgh, Kansas. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I told the kids, "Hey, nobody's gonna know. Not gonna. Nobody's gonna know. There's no H on there. It's okay. You know, I I had to." 
I had to order Pittsburgh. And so, as I said, you know, that we taught them how to plant bulbs, and I interviewed them and interviewed the, the, the teachers. I think you're really going to enjoy the video. And like I said, it'll be out in a couple days. Uh, I just I love working with kids in the garden. It's one of my favorite things to do. And then I'm going Saturday uh, to a garden, another garden in Homewood, and we're going to plant some garlic, and we're going to plant uh, some daffodils because the deer can get to them. Where that was in Butler, the deer can't get in there. So I was. I was to... actually on your site moments ago without the sound, just kind of looking at some of the stuff you're doing. And you know, it's nice to be able to take young people to the garden because mm-hmm. it teaches them responsibility and obviously reaping the harvest and watching things grow oh, and going through the ups and downs. Lots of life lessons there, you know, successes, failures, and, and such. But I, I guess from talking to the, the, the teachers there, it's the knowing where your food comes from, yep. understanding that the garlic grows under the ground or the chives grow above the ground or, you know, they still had lots of stuff left in the garden, which was good to see. And the kids are really into it, really into it. And when you give them that a, a drill with that ball bogger on it, the power planter that, ball bogger. That's pink. That's pink, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. They were loving They were just like, when I asked them, I said, what was the best part about planting? And they're just like, the drilling. The drilling was so much fun. And everybody got a chance. What a great tool, though. Oh, that thing <laughs> is great. You know, again, no one's paying me to tell you about the power planter. Uh, you can get one at, at uh, EV True Value. You know, he he was so impressed when I sent him this auger. He he brought it into Andy brought it into his store, but you can buy it online and it's twenty five dollars. And I know you can find one on at like Amazon or something for fourteen, but it's not going to last and it's not going to be big enough and it's not going to be right. Get this one made in the USA, cheap, and it's gonna you're gonna pass it down to the next generation. The funny thing is, too, the teacher was saying, now the kids have seen that auger. They're going to want to plant everything with that auger because, it, it, you know, Fun. I still have thousands of bulbs yet to get in the ground. You know, I'm working at my old house getting it ready for winter. But I, as soon as that's done, imagine I'm the time this saves you, though. Oh, this my tool. gosh. And it just it makes bulb planting fun. It's so easy. You know, if you're, you could do, you know, like I'll go out there, I'll kick off 100, 200, you know, at a time. And it'll take an hour, maybe, you know, depending on the soil. Uh, and I'm just growing all sorts of different varieties of bulbs. I, I, you know, I, people are not planting bulbs as much as they used to. And again, this is the time to do it. This is the time to find discounts at my local hardware store, Hastings hardware. I saw they had their bulbs already 50% off. So you can find some good deals out there and, and grow something interesting that you're planting now that makes spring so much special. I can't wait to talk to these kids when those tulips bloom in May. All right, we will be back, and Mrs. Know-It-All is on the other side. What are you going to be talking to her about? Uh, She's actually an All-America Selection judge. I want to pick her brain about that, and I want to ask her, does she want to keep gardening, or does she need the winter break? Because a lot of people need the winter break. Well, she's a real gardener. She probably needs the break. I guess that means I'm not a real gardener because no, I, I don't say need that. the break. I didn't say that, but I do like that. She, she is a real gardener. I do like that ball bogger. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. He's Doug Oster. I'm Rob Pratt, the one and only, often imitated but never duplicated. Mrs. Know-it-all, Denise Shriver on the other side of this break on KDK Radio. It is that time, Doug. It's time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. And Denise, before we start talking about All-America Selection, I already know the answer to the question, but do you need a break from gardening? Winter's God's way is telling me to take a break. (laughs) I need it. 
uh, we were talking. We were talking a couple of weeks ago, and uh, talking about like being in Florida and being able to garden year round. And you told me I don't want to garden year round. No, I don't. And not only that, especially in Florida, it's hot. They have rattlesnakes in their gardens, um, <laughs> not to mention other nasty creatures. And frankly, I, you know, I my back needs a break, if nothing else. Well, that sounds good. You know, everybody needs a break. And so tell me about your connection with All-America Selection over the years. Okay, so I started becoming a seed trial judge back in 2014 uh, when I was working. And so I would get the comparison, and I would get, and I got these all from seed, so I had to grow them from seed. And then I would get anywhere between two and comparisons. And so we would plant 12 uh, comparisons around the actual trail and see. Uh, we best, lost. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the best um, seed trial that I've come across actually is Superhero Spry. And that is a marigold, which is self-cleaning, which means you really don't have to deadhead it. It's got great color. It's a bi color, and it just goes to town all summer long. So when uh, you when you when you did that one, you were growing yeah. it against some other marigold, right? Correct. And super, yeah. I've grown superhero spry. It's phenomenal. Do you know right off the bat when you know midsummer that like this thing is killer? Uh, you know, once it starts blooming, it just goes till frost. You know, there's no stopping it at all. It just keeps on going. And obviously far superior to whatever it was being compared to. Right. Uh, it's been a while since I've done it, so I can't tell you the comparison. Yeah. But it's a shorter marigold, so it's not one of the big, you know, with large heads. This is very good for borders, which is why I really liked it. And then after I retired... I have switched, and I now do the vegetative ornamentals. So um, one of the ones that I did a couple of years ago was a coleus called Main Street, Beale Street. So it's a whole series called Main Street. And what I liked about this, if you've ever grown coleus, is you know they'll start sending up flowers. They'll kind of grow unevenly, you know, in the garden. No, I grow, have to grow these actually in containers. I can't grow them in the garden. I have to grow these in containers. And but I what I found with this coleus was it shot up flowers very late in the season, and it stayed very e- even. And it had great color. It was a burnt orange, but it wasn't too dark. But it was it was an absolute standout. So with and, that, with that, what do they send you? What do you mean? They send you an actual plant, or you're starting from seed, or yeah, I get I get plugs from whoever has submitted it to be trialed, and then I'm also sent other plants that are similar to. It. So in that case, it would have been other coleus, and that and that one just blew them right out of the water. There was no way. So I, even though I am a trial judge, I am not open for. Tours. That's one of the conditions of AAS that people can't come and see. And then at the end of the season, we destroy all the plants. Oh. So that you know, I know sometimes it breaks your heart. 
but that's so no one can actually, you know, come and take cuttings and reproduce it. Yeah, it makes sense. Now, yeah. Now, if you're doing the vegetables, you need a lot of space. So I don't do them because I would need acres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you were working, you had plenty of space for, for that sort of thing. Was it fun to, you know, and is it fun to, to judge these things? Oh, yeah. It's great. You know, I've done talks on the different ones. You know, one that people might be familiar with is Bright Lights Chart, which was mm-hmm. a winner back in the 90s. So, you know, there are plants that are out there and seeds that are out there. So when they go to buy seed, and I, a lot of my seed I will buy online because I can't find it in a store, is uh, you can get more of the winners online than you can in mm-hmm. a store. You might only find one or two. But if you go to the, uh, you know, just put in aaswinners.org, and there's actually, or .com, and there's actually a link to where you can buy these. All right, Mrs. Know-it-all, thank you very much, as always. That's good stuff, you know, All-America Selection Judge. If you do see that AAS certification, you can see it. All the plant tags will have it on there. It's like kind of little emblem with an American flag in there. Uh, if it's an AAS winner, it's a pretty good chance it's going to be a, a great plant. So I'll be answering questions uh, this evening, uh, not right after the show, but if you didn't get through, if you had a gardening question, anytime you have a garden question, go to DougOster.com. I'm always answering those questions. You can learn more about my brand new Tuscany trip. Come to Italy with me and check out a cool planting bulb planting video along with a great list of my favorite bulbs to to grow. We ready to end it up, Rob? All right. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, so you won't be answering questions till later, so let me see what you'll be doing today. <laughs> oh, fishing. I get it. Anyway, have fun out there. All right, stay with us. Rob Taylor coming up with that news, and it's vegetable soup, it's chicken noodle soup, it's tomato soup, it's broccoli and cheese soup, it's clam soup, it's every type of soup, bean soup, it's soup, and, of course, stews with big carrots, potatoes, and beef. That's the topic of conversation. Comfort food coming up on the Coons Cooking Hour for a Sunday morning. Rob Pratchow, KDKA, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.